Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelor Wrap-Up. I'm Amy, here as always with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? Listen, Amy, I'm ready to rumble. And I'm ready to be petty, I think. Um, Especially when it involves shrimp. And (laughs) so I think we have a perfect guest here with us today to get petty. And that's Tori from the Ready to Be Petty podcast. Welcome, Tori. Welcome to The Bachelor Wrap-Up. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. We are so excited to have you. Can I be like corny for two seconds? Please. (laughs) And then we can just like rip into the show. (laughs) We can be earnest for like two seconds and then let's get down to it. We are allowed to be earnest for two minutes a year. And and that's the limit. In spite of the name of your podcast, we'll we'll allow it. (laughs) Perfect. But I... Think that the Bachelor Rahap Up was the first podcast I ever listened to in my whole entire life. What? Yes. Yes. Cause I found Rob. He was doing a like round table with I think Stephen Fishback and Harvardy, maybe. I don't know. But I did not know what a podcast was. I think this was like 2014. And then looked up his podcast, just hit subscribe. And then the second one I found was Bachelorette, first episode I listened to. So this is like a full circle moment for me. Oh my gosh, you must have been like a day one or then. And probably. Was oh, like oh my Andy gosh. season or something. <laughs> yes, I think it was like Andy. Wow. Yeah, back in the, the good old days. <laughs> what a thrill what a thrill for all of us i mean it's been it's been it's been a crazy journey (laughs) to get to this point you know what i feel i feel rejuvenated after my one week break it felt like longer than one week did it not yeah well me coming off a five-year hiatus (laughs) (laughs) i feel rejuvenated i don't know about one week but I honestly like I was looking forward to watching the next episode so I don't know good for you Clayton (laughs) I'm I'm glad to hear that so tell us tell us your personal history with The Bachelor and Bachelorette yeah for sure so I started watching with my mom when I was a I guess I would have been like eight years old when the first season happened I don't remember many of like the super super old seasons but I think the first one I really remembered watching was Jillian Harris because she is from well she's from Alberta but she lived in Kelowna and I'm from a town really close to there so it was kind of like oh this is really heading home but Mm. I've been an avid 
watcher and then I kind of fell off the boat around Becca Kufrin season sorry Becca it was like you know the Ari of it all really like <laughs> rocked my world like in the worst way meaning I gave were up you, one yeah. of the biggest were you watching Peter or Dean or someone else and you just couldn't handle the choice yes yes exactly were you tempted to turn off tonight's episode when she popped up I was like, okay, you're still like really around and like barely. (laughs) Yeah, good for you, Becca, for for making an appearance on Bachelor proper. Um, But yeah, I've, you know, been following along all the off screen drama, um, Chris Harrison's firing, like all of that I'm up to date on because I. I was saying before, like my worst trait is that I am just as up to date on the Bachelor (laughs) Bachelor Nation as anyone else. I just haven't watched the TV show. That's how I was with Grey's Anatomy for a long time. Like I refused to watch it, but I needed to read every single like entertainment weekly recap of it. And if anyone was like Grey's Anatomy, I'd be like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's me with everything. Like every pop culture thing I I don't actually want to participate in but I want to know about it's it's everything so I, I totally understand and that's nice. one of the things I love about your podcast Tori because you kind of cover so many different things in pop culture so I can like look at a time code and be like okay yes I need to learn about this but I only want like a bite-sized version and get Tori's opinion on it so I don't have to know about like Machine Gun Kelly you know so yes. oh my god really well. yeah, literally everything I've learned about Machine Gun Kelly has been against my will so <laughs> I get that yeah exactly. I it's a blessing but a curse that I cover like a a range of pop culture topics but yeah definitely like if you're listening to my podcast use the timestamps like please <laughs> <laughs> we should do ta- no we shouldn't do timestamps because we don't want people mm. to skip around we need everybody to consume everything every part of it <laughs> <laughs> um well uh tori you recently did a podcast on bachelor nation news and i was telling you both before the podcast that i feel like we have heavier bachelor nation news over these past two weeks then content from this episode so we'll see which section of our podcast wins out but i'm almost thinking that we might have more news um it'll be a very news top heavy podcast mm-hmm. so yeah i love that let's get into it Haley. what is the top headline that maybe it's not the top headline but the one that you want to get into first oh the um the one i'm most devastated about mm. is uh riley and marissa breaking up mm. I'm yeah. cr- I'm I'm genuinely crushed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I feel like because they put out a statement but didn't really like not that we're owed the reasons or anything like that, but because we don't have kind of a like a piece of closure from what happened, it's just like a gaping wound at this point. Yeah, and it's like we saw the writing on the wall, you know, we kind of Mm-hmm. talked about it when there were those Instagram hints so I felt like it softened the blow a little bit for me so I was already upset about it but yeah to have it official um, it's disappointing um, they were like our favorite couple coming out of Bachelor in Paradise and yeah we it's just like one of those clean statements that we just we don't get any tea so <laughs> I want to know more mm-hmm. maybe we'll get it eventually when their contracts are 
out or whatever but yeah and like respect to them for keeping it all like above the belt and not like saying anything disrespectful but damn it i watched a show for the drama but i'm like (laughs) truly devastated they are the couple that i thought was like going to make it out of the three that left engaged yeah Mm -hmm. same here for sure yeah it's sad especially because uh you know it was a historic engagement and Mm -hmm. And there was kind of, Amy, you're right, like the soft launch of the breakup was to like... <laughs> I love a breakup soft launch. <laughs> <laughs> like, those kind of in um, conspicuous tweets and uh, Instagram stories. And yeah, it's it's definitely devastating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's some baby news. Um, so Ashley and Jared... They just announced their baby's name, but he's still not here yet. Oh, well, it was an what? Amazon Live exclusive. So, oh, but, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I totally thought the baby was born. I yeah. reported yeah. that wrong on my pod, but the Amazon Live thing is just like, it's comical. Right. Yeah. I don't like this move of like, I feel like if they find out the sex and announce that, then the name is like the thing you're waiting for when the, when the baby arrives. So to put your name out there, I mean, isn't that a risky thing too for name stealers or just get criticism, which we or can even, do right yeah, now. Even like name haters. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, mm-hmm. as, as I've aged and, and, and more people I've known have uh, fallen pregnant, um, <laughs> I kind of like the move of saying like, no, we're not telling anyone the name mm-hmm. because like, People will say shit to your face before the baby's born if they like yes. it or not. Yeah. I, but they're not going to say shit to you unless they're a really terrible person <laughs> about it after it's born. Yes, that mm-hmm. is such a good point. I don't tell anybody anymore what I would name my future children. <laughs> like that's very, you know, a long term goal. But like, I told my parents like once, like and my sisters, one name that I like liked, and I was laughed out of the room. And I, just, <gasps> I don't know. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you that I'm actually like too embarrassed to say it on a microphone right now. <laughs> like, I will, I will let you know what it was. Maybe I'll reveal it on Twitter or something. But like literally, <laughs> I'm scarred from that incident. So I will, I will also be doing a surprise baby. <laughs> reveal when the time comes what's the price yeah, point though if amazon yeah. live comes calling <laughs> must have been yeah, a pretty good, right. <laughs> good ticket there <laughs> but the name, yeah I, I will be paid off yeah <laughs> i could very well be paid off um, their son's name will be dawson dimitri and dawson because not of dawson's creek although that's where my head goes jack dawson from titanic that that is the name ashley has had for forever and Jared agreed with it. So what do we think of the fandom name? I like the name on its own. Mm-hmm. I don't like it attached to the fandom. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like naming your kid after a dude who famously died is like bad <laughs> like karma or omen bad or vibes. like I don't know what. Yeah. yeah like I just I don't know. It's not it's not my thing. Like I probably won't go ahead and name my child like Katniss Everdeen, <laughs> right. Trisha Strong, or whatever. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I. You know, after flashbacks of me revealing my child, my future child being <laughs> laughed out of the room, like, and then me about to rip this game apart is like not 
not a good look for sure. <laughs> like, like I am the biggest hypocrite, but like it. I I don't love. I like Dawson. I I don't super love the middle name. It, um. I don't know. I just don't think they super work together, but yeah. I will say like Ashley is the type of person that had these like well, from what I'm assuming, from what I know of her, like she's had these kind of, you know, romantic dreams since she was like a girl and mm. I do give her props for just like she manifested it. They, yes, and just like going with it and finding a a partner that will also just go with it because I would be like honestly like too embarrassed to do some of the things. Like when she's like, Jared, let's dress up as Jasmine and Aladdin. He's like, okay. And I love that for her. So good for you. So true. <laughs> remember when she, I can't remember if she photoshopped it or legitimately made him dress up as Edward Cullen. Yes. No. yes like I also want a partner that wants to do that, but it's like, I would never verbalize that <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. She's braver than all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember she was like on Crystal's season, she was just made fun of because she came in like legitimately talking about how she wanted to be Princess Jasmine. And she did become that in some ways. So. Yeah. Uh, she like lost her mind when Jade got the princess date. Sponsored oh, yeah. by Disney Cinderella. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. To put on her own princess dress. <laughs> yes. Wow, she has come so far. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, the actual birth that um has happened is Raven and Adam had their baby. Raven um had to have an emergency C-section. The baby boy is named Gates. Zev got shocked, and Gates is Raven's maiden name so i think that's kind of a cool move what do you two think Mm -hmm. i do too um i i've i've read that it's a pretty like popular southern tradition to like use the mother's maiden name Mm -hmm. um i like it i i don't know if like if like out of um if that wasn't her maiden name if i would particularly like it but i do love the callback yeah yeah I'm on the the same page I think it's actually cute but you're right like I'm yeah I'm sure if it was any other last name if that would work but this this instance it does Mm -hmm. and let's see Tyler Cameron there's rumors that he I don't know how much stake we can put in these rumors but there's rumors that he'll be on Celebrity Big Brother and he also will for sure be on in another reality dancing competition, the real dirty dancing on Fox in February. <laughs> no, like I'm not watching that. I'm absolutely not watching that. Tyler probably was offered um dancing with the stars years ago and said no and now he's just regretting it. Yeah, why would he say no? Why yeah, I guess that was the height of everything. So I guess he said no to everything, but I wonder if he just like thought he was like too famous for dancing with the stars. But now he's on Dirty Dancing on Fox. I know, like, I know. Yeah. How the mighty fall. Yes. But he could totally still get on Dancing with the Stars. Like, he has over 2 million followers. So, it, I don't know. I, it's kind of a weird move. And I really, I detest, like, dancing shows. But he is the one person that I actually was like, I could give this one a go. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
so cringe but like I may be watching <laughs> please please give us updates because yeah. I will not I can't wait for the timestamp on your podcast of like yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly do we think do we put any stake in these rumors for a celebrity big brother because assuming have, this other reality show already filmed so yeah. I'm not willing to at this point. I feel like there's been so many rumors about who it's going to be. It's just, I'm not, I'm, I'm just not ready to believe. And also I have a, I don't know if they do like this CBS ABC crossover. Oh yeah. That's a good point. They haven't ever really had like people who are from Bachelor Nation, even if they're far removed. Right. I can't think of any Mm -hmm. sort of crossover like that. Maybe they, if he's really trying to get away from Bachelor, maybe they just say he's, model or or something personality (laughs) author right oh my god no No. is the dirty dancing show on abc fox oh Oh, maybe i don't know maybe i just know that if he is um i'm gonna watch anyways but i'll be purchasing the live feeds (laughs) (laughs) like we're doing this for the live feed bump (laughs) yes like I like you at Paramount Plus or whatever you buy live feeds on, like you'll have my money <laughs> if you cast Tyler Cameron. <laughs> it's smart. It's smart. It's just and you know you only have to do it for like a month, right? Because it's a short season. So yeah, quick <laughs> like subscription, trial, free trial. Does it, does, when does yeah. it start? Does it start like next week, or am I making that up? Mm. It's soon. That's why I, I thought- feel like I've seen so much false information about mm. like Celebrity Big Brother that I don't I don't even know what's real and what's fake anymore. Yeah, like you don't believe it's happening even. No, <laughs> I'm like not even sure about that. Exactly. <laughs> um, but speaking of authors, um, Rachel Lindsay's book is I don't know if it's officially out, but it's l- launching. Um, miss me with that. So. Uh, I've seen it like promoted throughout and I've already got it on hold at my library. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that one. I will definitely, I will definitely give that one a, a look through. Um, I can't say that about every Bachelor Nation book. Maybe <laughs> I should, maybe we should have like a Bachelor book. Book club. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If- I would be the first person to sign up. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we always have, have these ideas a for a lot of ghost written books, right? These off season ideas, but we haven't had an off season season in so long. No, and I feel like once we get the off season, we're not going to spend it on the <laughs> Bachelor. No, especially when it's like literally three hundred sixty five days yeah. a, a year. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like three hundred sixty five days in a week. Yeah. <laughs> when we're covering it, we're like, is it ever going to be over? <laughs> but I'll definitely be reading this book because I love Rachel Lindsay, and I did read like an article, kind of like the you know, juiciest tea from Ooh. Us Magazine this morning. And it looks really good. Like, I think she, it seems like she explains a lot of situations that we were left, like, wondering mm. about. Like, obviously, the Peter versus Brian situation. Right. And Eric Bigger, I, like, totally forgot about him. And then just kind of talking about, yeah, her relationship with Chris Harrison um, and everything that came after her season um and she even talked a, a little bit about her falling out with raven which i again completely Ooh, yeah, forgot about I so. forgot about that too 
I'm really excited. Yeah, that's going to be good. And then speaking of taking a bachelor hiatus, or who knows if it's permanent, but Tasha Adams exits the podcast Clickbait, which is a bachelor, you know, official bachelor um, podcast. And she had been also co-hosting. And I thought maybe she was going to make that switch to be a co-host of Bachelor Happy Hour with Becca Kufrin. Um, but she removed both of those like podcast names from her bio and didn't really like release anything about it. They just announced that on the Clickbait podcast um, that Tia is, re- you know, the new host. So no one really knows. It was this like Tasha's decision, ABC's decision, a mutual thing, or what's going on? Like, is she did she decide to leave because hey, you didn't give me the hosting gig full time, or just on to better things? Um, what do you think, Tori? Honestly, I wouldn't put it past ABC to have you know been up to some antics. So. I just hope she's doing well and that this decision was like something she made for herself, maybe like, yeah, post Zach breakup. Um, If I don't know, it was just too busy or she just wanted to reprioritize kind of the projects that she's working on Mm -hmm. because she's had, you know, like some clothing items come out. And I really think that her star quality just, shines way brighter than Bachelor Nation. So like if this is her decision. Yes, especially like literal bottom of the barrel, like (laughs) clickbait. And um yeah, if she's like decided on her own that she wants to like pivot out of Bachelor Nation, I'm super happy for her. So I just hope it's for those reasons and not, you know, um like something that went wrong with production or um, you know, just her not doing well after the breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think either way, she's gonna come out ahead, no matter what the scenario was. Nick Vile was specula- speculating. I mean, it was total speculation, but he thought because she wasn't like on the last podcast saying like, oh, I'm now on to different things. She didn't have like a formal like announcement that maybe she was let go, but I just cannot see like, why would you let Tasha no. go from? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, a couple of wedding, um, announcements from, you know, not like people we've typically been like keeping up with, but Jordan Kimball got married. Ooh. And so that was a Jordan from Becca Kufrin season and Derek Haith. Um, although their announcement, is this a typo? Because it says one fourteen twenty twenty one, but they just put it out on January seventeenth, which would have been in twenty twenty two. Like, did they wait a year oh. to announce or that Weird. they got married, or did they just have a typo? But it's okay. We uh, so for Christmas, um, for Christmas, Ethan's sister got us uh, ring fit for the Nintendo Switch, and it asked me what my age was, mm-hmm. and I just like <laughs> confidently typed in twenty nine, and Ethan was like you know that's not the truth right I was like oh my god I forgot I'm 30 like it didn't even clue and I was just like 29 and I was like no honey no he's like you're not just doing that move where you just like don't round up (laughs) just stay 29 no I'm just no I'm just dumb (laughs) yeah oh my goodness yeah I would I think that would be a strange time to you know I think it must be a typo because otherwise, why wouldn't you do it like on the exact anniversary or something if it really was yeah. a year ago? So, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, 
We'll be writing 2021 for months, probably. Yeah, that makes sense because I'm pretty sure he just got engaged in 2021. So yeah, that, that, yeah, makes that makes sense. But that's kind of cringe that you like, like I am also writing 2021, but like I proofread my Instagram captions. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, but my brain has just not been functioning lately. I called, I called, um, I called some beets a radish the other day on Instagram, which is <laughs> oh, very embarrassing for me. <laughs> that was a really pretty salad, though. I was like ready to like Thank buy you. some radishes. Beet, they're beets, so they're okay. delicious, delicious beets. So I would, would still definitely better. recommend. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is um a story I've been following. I don't know how much. It's not really much of a story, but it's just if you want wholesome content on your feeds, um, Elise from Colton Season. Moved to Denver, and on the way there, she rescued a puppy, like, discovered it while she was driving. Or, uh, I guess it was a dog, a female dog. <laughs> and then that dog had surprised puppies, a litter of eight, while she's oh living. Oh, my God. Yeah, while she's living at Blake's house. So, and Blake was, like, out of town. So, he came back, and, like, she's been raising these eight puppies. And Ben Higgins and his wife, Jessica, just adopted one of them. So, that's, like, on there on their stories right now so oh and it was a it was a very cute puppy yes that's so cute hannah hannah b is she do you mention her on this podcast yeah we 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 do yeah she she just said she's a dog mom too oh really yes yeah everyone it's just i guess tis the season yeah yes getting the dogs and then I don't know if either of you saw, um, there was some sad news about a former contestant from Caitlin Bristow season, Clint. He passed away, uh, I think about a week ago, maybe or so. It was kind of, I think it was during the week that we had off, but yeah, just kind of surprising news. He was 34 years old. And, a and few he, had a, he had an end cap on the episode tonight, mm-hmm. yes. or on last night True. as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then did he, <laughs> either of you see, there was a TikTok going around about Clayton and a guy walking in on him like, oh, that was the guy that was cheating oh, on my yes. girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. OK, I saw like some news about this, but I never saw the TikTok. Yeah. So I guess it got enough, you know, traction where Clayton had to release a statement like, hey, like, I know there's some stuff going around. I never claimed to be a saint. You know, during my six years of singlehood, like I never claimed to be celibate or something. Oh so, God, that's oh my so God. cringe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was all oh, that. Yeah, it was just this guy being like, "Yeah, I walked in on this guy railing my girlfriend, and <laughs> now he's on The Bachelor." Small oh, so world. <laughs> he did kind of like admit to maybe hooking up with a girl with a boyfriend. I I don't. You didn't deny. I it, right? don't know if he yeah. knew she was in a relationship. That okay. that is unclear to me. Right. Fascinating. Well, I guess if he uh, that's one word for it. He found out yeah. after the guy walked in. Yeah, he did. He did find out. I don't know if he knew prior to right, um, right. the the encounter. Shall we say? Yeah, he could have um, brought that up in their group therapy circle. <laughs> like, what's one thing you don't like? Proud of. <laughs> one time, I. Re- Built this girl and then her boyfriend walked in. <laughs> this is the content we were missing for sure. Exactly. And then I guess um, to lead into this episode, last week, Cassidy 
spoiled this week's episode on her Instagram. I didn't see it, but I just heard about it. Um, I think it was quickly deleted, but she talked about like, you're going to take, like bring someone along that was engaged last week. And then you effing eliminate me <laughs> because I had, you know, like a friends with benefits or whatever, because I like hooked up with someone. But that's not, that's not why he eliminated her. And we can get into that now or we can yes. get into it later. He eliminated you because you lied to his face about it and then backtracked where the girl showed up when was completely honest about her. I mean, albeit dumb and annoying situation that um, she was in, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not quite the same. Um, yeah, so this is where the episode starts off as kind of this conclusion to is he going to let Cassidy say or not? Although he did already ask Jesse Palmer. So to me, it seemed like he was ready to eliminate her without talking to her. Do you think he was going to give her a fair chance? I, I do. I, like, I feel, I, I feel like he's a guy who does kind of whether he believes it or not or whether whatever, but he does like to hear two sides of a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he might have just said that kind of for the the soundbite or just out of anger or frustration, like talking to Jesse. But you're right. Like we see later in the episode, he, I think, is super patient and like fair listening to all sides of every story. So I, I could see him giving her the benefit of the doubt. Mm hmm. Um, so when he pulls her aside, she says, like, I know what this is about. I, I know what you're going to say. But then she's totally <laughs> shocked by what he says that Sierra told him. I'm like, I would love what to know she what she think? thought it was about then. Yeah. <laughs> Any theories? I know. Honestly, no. Like, I don't know. Did she have any other, like, was it her relationship with Shanae? Or, like, was there right. other, like, drama that we just didn't see? Yeah, because Sierra told her, like, hey, I, just so you know, like, I let Clayton know. But so I'm assuming there must have been something else that Sierra would have known about Cassidy because, yeah, she totally was thrown for a loop of what he actually said um, that he heard about, you know, um, seeing somebody back home. And then we hear Sierra telling the other women that Cassidy said that she wants to make this person jealous. So that was kind of a new development as well, which makes me think a little more like suspicious of Cassidy as well because I've heard two sides where it's like yeah everybody kind of goes in with like some sort of situationship that they have um Mm -hmm. they don't know how this show is going to work out it's not like they're breaking up with someone to go on the show but they're just like yeah there's someone like a back burner person or you know someone that they kind of like say oh you won't be hearing from me for a while person like two days before your limo entrance right yeah I found that part like was the suspicious part because you're right like I bet everyone has someone like that at home but yeah the the facetiming up to two days like that does seem reminiscent of some of like the other contestants that have had not that they were partners but it seemed I don't know a little suspicious Mm -hmm. very very suspicious I just don't trust her I'm glad she's gone. I'm here for the right reasons only. <laughs> but but it, but like the fact that you know, I, I found it very interesting that she was like, uh, "What did she even say?" Like, "Oh no, that's not true." Blah blah. blah. And then all of a sudden, it broke, and she's like, "Well, like," uh, she was like, "I have not even met somebody. I might have an inkling of yeah. romantic 
interested in seventh years and he was like i heard you were facetiming them and she's like okay it was this guy i was sleeping with but he doesn't want a relationship i was like okay so you don't like him or like you do like him and he doesn't like you like what's the scoop here yeah Yeah. i think her statement yeah probably if you parsed it down though i think she said something like I haven't been talking to a guy I had any interest in a relationship, a serious relationship with, you know, so if she was just hooking up with him casually, I guess like that's maybe correct. If it was like, well, but it sounded like she was interested in a serious relationship with him. He was not interested in a serious mm. relationship with her. Yeah. Cause she said that. Yeah. And then she was like, he's not interested in being in a relationship. And mm. if I was Clayton, I'd be like, well, are you? Right. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Do you think that this move ever works, like going on this show to make someone jealous or to make somebody? I feel like that used to happen back way back in the day, like old school, like Melissa Rycroft got back <laughs> with like her ex from before the show. Like, re- or is it just more that they realize like, oh, actually, that relationship was really good. I don't want any of this <laughs> drama from from Bachelor Nation. I don't want to sound cavalier about therapy because it's very important. Mm-hmm. But if you're going on The Bachelor to make somebody jealous, please, <laughs> please investigate the therapist because there are so many more issues going on. If you are like, first of all, actively trying to make someone jealous, that's something you should look in the mirror about. But going mm-hmm. like going to the extreme of being on a reality TV show broadcast for millions mm-hmm. to make some dude jealous, like A, that guy's not worth it. Just let me tell you right here. That's a blanket statement. In no instance is that guy worth it if you're trying to make him jealous by going on The Bachelor. And second of all, just like, girl, <laughs> get your head straight. Yeah, seriously. She, yeah, I don't know what her plan was because you're right. Like, if you're trying to make him jealous, why would you do something where it's like it's going to air like six months later? Like, you're not seeing the footage till now. So, <laughs> yeah. And he probably is like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't in a relationship with this person who looked like a moron on a national television. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, maybe it's just like the act of being cast. Like, oh, mm. like you're one I'm going to go. 30. I'm going to yeah. go compete with 30 other women. Maybe I'll get to bang this boring white guy on TV. <laughs> like, how, how is that? I'd be like, have fun. Okay. Yeah. It's That'd way more. Yes, it's way more of a flex when it was yeah back in the day when you can follow along on like social media or like see spoilers like from reality tv or reality steve while they're filming because if you really went mia like i don't know i'm not saying that's a good thing but maybe it would work but yeah she i don't know she seemed to be lying and she really seemed to have kind of like almost prepared answers where it would answer right. the question but kind of like skirt around the truth so she knew what she was doing yeah because she was the one that was coaching Shanae with all like this is what you have to do so yeah she did have some answers ready and if anyone kind of pulled that move before it was Sally who she referenced because Sally was like well I'm not even going to be on the show I'm just going to like go through casting and like Let's peace out. And I think she might be back with her uh, fiance. So what? Yes. So. yes. No. Yes. They've been photographed together. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least. Speaking of like, like investigating therapy, like those right. two um, 
yeah, wish you all the best, but yeah, maybe look into that. Yeah. And don't be like these contestants that say, oh, my, in the moments, like talking with producers, it was like therapy. It's like, no, they're trying to manipulate you. No. Yeah. Like, and don't don't pretend that you seeing the show as therapist is therapy. That that person is paid to also manipulate you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, we watched enough Unreal to know <laughs> the <laughs> <Yes>. scenes. <laughs> um, so while they're having that talk, um, the other women are all talking about Cassidy. And one line that stood out to me was Hunter said, like, oh, she's so mean. She asked me what my exit interview would be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, that is mean. Second of all, more than that, it's hilarious. <laughs> so iconic. Right? It's so funny. <laughs> I love that line so much. And is Hunter the one that was like, holy shirts and pants, y'all? That was Kate. But I get them okay. confused. So Hunter, okay. uh, Hunter actually didn't leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're right. Kate left. Okay. Yeah. But I just like the the juxtaposition of um, Cassidy saying that and then Kate saying holy shirts and pants like, <laughs> was so funny to me. <laughs> yes. Missed opportunity. I should have opened the pod with that because, yeah, that stood out to me as well. Um <laughs> Is that a Southern thing? What is that? <laughs> Literally, what is that? Because it made me wish my next breath was my last. I was like, if I was caught <laughs> dead on a TV show saying that, it would be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> what does the pants stand for? Like, okay, we get holy shirts, but yeah, what's the pants? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds so cringe and so like elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> yes all right so we finally um get to the rose ceremony you know cassidy is sent home she's very upset about it um so that rose That's was... she hasn't gotten over it either yeah exactly no. <laughs> she's posting about it. <laughs> willing to like risk her contract spoiling the show yeah like girl just take the l yes mm-hmm. it's fine we all we all have a few in our lives just most of us don't do it on <laughs> national television exactly. <laughs> trying to make her ex jealous like I thought they would make more of a big deal of like adding the extra rose like oh I took this rose away but that means there's one more for you know somebody here for the right reasons or whatever but they didn't just understated yeah I I was wondering that too I was like oh are they adding an extra rose at all or they just kind of you know he's made his decision and he's living his life yeah Mm, it's hard to know Um, but Susie and Sarah have roses from um, their dates Coming into the ceremony, um, Eliza, Rachel, Serene, Sierra, Teddy, Lindsay, Joe, Gabby, Kira, Mara, Marlena, Genevieve, Hunter, Melina, Elizabeth, and Shanae all get roses. Of course, Elizabeth and Shanae are called, you know, second and last, second to last and last. Um, and so we say goodbye to Holy Shirts and Pants, y'all, Kate, and <laughs> NC, and Tessa. Uh, Haley, last week or two weeks ago, we were trying to guess like who is going home next. And I feel like I totally missed all of those, but there's still so many people that I can't keep well, track yeah, of. Well, yeah, I feel like NC was somebody who we saw a lot of in that first episode. And I feel like Tessa has a great face, so she should have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't NC the one that brought up Cassidy's friends with benefits? It was no. N- 
I think NC and Sierra together. But, oh, okay. Because okay. I was of... like, ugh, that's that's also tough when you like take the risk to talk about someone else and then like immediately get sent home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they showed Sierra being worried about that. Like, oh, am I kind of going to be like painted with this brush that I'm just, you know, telling on people? But yeah, she stayed. But I think that one was an important one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. True. Um, and then for the next segment, so it's the group date, um, we get the the screen saying, this segment contains sensitive subject matter. Viewer discretion is advised. And it is, um, the date card says, I see you, love Clayton, and Susie, Eliza, Mira, Marlena, Hunter, Genevieve, and Jill are going on this date. And they go into an auditorium where there's a circle of chairs. And a figure in shadow who is Caitlin Bristow. But <laughs> License there. Right, right. And we, we've seen this similar date um, on Katie's season where Nick Vial did the same kind of thing. But mm. nobody seemed excited to see Caitlin. Like, where was that? Like, were they no, just they too intimidated? They were, like, upset yeah. to see her almost. Right. That was That's strange. That's a good point. Yeah, I have so many bones to pick with this date. Like, mm. I... I do appreciate that they gave a trigger warning because I think that that's kind of feedback or criticism that they've been given in the past. Mm-hmm. But, and like the, okay, the ICU date card coming from a white man that actually sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like coming from Clayton. I felt threatened. <laughs> I know it was supposed to be like, like kind of romantic or like, right. you know, compassionate, like I see you, but I felt <laughs> awful about it and then they probably weren't soaked on caitlin because literally it's just like those cold metal chairs from like britney spears's stronger video on a stage with a spotlight like i would be dripping in sweat yeah oh that's so true so it's so funny because so on michelle's season her big thing which was like she wants someone to see her like and so like she wrote a poem about it so then all the guys were being like I want you to know I see you. So they like Clayton's probably like, you know, they pull it from that season. Like, hey, that's a good line. Now that Clayton wrote the date card. But yeah, they're carrying that over. But yeah, when you think about it, like, she's like, I see you. I'm watching you. <laughs> like, honestly, so, so bad. And yeah, it does feel like a line when, I don't know, maybe it's, it needs the context for it to be um, empathetic and, and cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like, Haley, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm thinking back to Nick, Nick's date, it's like, I feel like the guys at least knew a little more what they were getting into and like what they would have to like admit to or talk about. Like they were encouraged yeah. to talk about something difficult. But in this one, Caitlin just said like, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. And we're so, going to get to know each other. Yeah. Mm. What's the word? What do you hate about you? <laughs> <laughs> what? And then like, I went in a completely different direction than I was expecting. And it seemed to be the only question asked as well. Yeah, like one question, and, like stand up. And so it's like, okay, if you ask me to stand up, if you've ever like felt this way, I'd stand up, but I wouldn't expect that I'd have to like then explain myself. Right. And then she's just like, yeah. okay, going around and they, the circle. Everyone has to talk. And they'd ask me and I'd be like, okay, do we have time? Let's get the list out. Uh, (laughs) But I also just felt really sad for some of these women. Like I want, I want the numbers of the men who made them feel like this. So Mm. I can personally call them and tell them that they're trash. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I felt bad, not for just what they shared was, you know, emotional and, and, and difficult. But yeah, the forced nature of it is so um, inappropriate. And then just having no container for these like confessions to be placed in like, and um, not that I am saying Caitlin can't hold space for these women, but it just seemed like, and maybe it was the editing, but just, I don't know, bouncing from person to person just felt um, clunky. It was really, yeah, yeah, seemed really unfair and definitely not a, a safe space no it was very trauma porny and like i that's not my kind of date like mm. i don't mind if they get to like the trauma and more of like a natural progression over mm-hmm. a fake dinner um but it just felt very like okay so like what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you so we can bond Right. Yeah. And you're not going to bond when it's like with everyone. You may bond more with the women because then you can go back to the house and like, you know, talk about that date with them. But yeah, you're not on a one on one with Clayton. And it does feel mm-hmm. like they're just almost exploiting these women. Like, OK, not all of them are going to get a one on one, but they all have these sad stories. So let's just go like round robin and talk about yeah. it. So what is because like this has become, I guess, is this the second time I was going to say a bachelor staple, but I guess two times maybe doesn't. but it's it's odd that they brought it back because it was kind of like okay it makes sense for a quarantine season but Clayton season is supposed to be like going back to basics and these dates felt like more like okay this is what they would do in La Quinta because you just (laughs) be in the auditorium do you think the trauma date took place in Big Joe's Antiques or whatever it was called last week (laughs) oh my god I'm so glad you brought that up because I literally wrote in notes that I took like Big, I I, go, I wrote back at Big Daddies. <laughs> Daddies, yeah. <laughs> like, like, how did I remember that from like five years ago? But like, it's so cringe. But I, I'm just curious what the producer's angle is with this date because don't you want the girls to to share their trauma like on one on one dates or like one on one time with Clayton so you like spread it out where this like huge trauma dump like then what what do they share on their dates like don't know like i'm I'm wondering if they want to make clayton look super sensitive or something like um Mm. uh when oh my gosh i don't know i know like three of these women and i keep forgetting them i mean when i look over the names of who's on the state like Susie, he had the one-on-one with the week before but all Mm. the other ones it's like we haven't seen a lot of them so it did feel like they're kind of like lumping them all together like okay maybe some of these women aren't going to get a one-on-one let's just like get all these yeah like the trauma porn out there and then um but also maybe try to like instigate like more connections that he can like they'll they'll feel more connected to Clayton even though he didn't do anything to bring that out of them right right yeah that's a good point I wonder if that is like a tactic for them to like the bachelor more because he was probably prepped for he seemed mm. prepped for this. He talked right. about his his walls being up. And to me, it sounds like he knew what was coming. So, um, yeah, I wonder if that is like a tactic to make the girls like him more. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see where did they go for the second part of this? Was it? 
I literally all I wrote down was blazer and hoodie <laughs> <laughs> again too like that's not this is not the first time it's so <laughs> bad like, who is he standing with in the mirror I don't even remember oh and, like, Eliza. She, and she looked so beautiful oh, like yeah, stunning Eliza. gorgeous yeah. and and she's like oh look at us we both look great and I think even Clayton was like Honey, I look like <laughs> shit. You look great. Like I think even he knew what was up. Yes. Yeah, okay. I thought like the mirror scene when they were looking together in the mirror, like I had to look away because of the like intimacy. I don't know if anyone else felt that too. Um, but like I like he seemed to have like a super goofy, like I could hear his smile. You know, when you smile and you can like hear, I use, I call it banana noise, but like you can hear the sides of your mouth because you're like smiling so hard. I swear to God, that was him. Oh, like just really cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Like where I could like, like physically hear it. So I don't know. But you're right. Like she looked amazing and and he was like a clown <laughs> yeah, he looked like a guy in high school yeah, yeah. But he, I, I think like and she she ends up getting the rose uh spoiler alert but I was like mm-hmm. maybe she's gonna become a front runner I hope so I really like her um yeah I can't remember what her story was from this so I don't know I don't think we need to go into like we don't need to rehash any of their <laughs> traumatic stories um but yeah there was a lot of different things that they went through because at first when they had that screen I was like okay what's the sensitive content going to be I was thinking like it's not very specific you know (laughs) because Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll be like oh this topic is discussed or something but there was so many different things um that were covered um yeah I was excited that she got the group date rose um trying to think there are any other like real moments that stood out from that second portion Mm. the the one that stood out to me was just I wrote Sarah I'm hoping that was the right person but Sarah and Clayton had a really cute like balcony kiss and I felt like it was really Susie Susie yes Mm -hmm. thank you um they had a really cute like um her facing the back of the balcony um kiss which I thought was cute Mm. Yeah, they're they're further along because they had their one on one already. Um, so she had like she didn't do any of that like oh it's so hard now being on a group date. She didn't do any of that move, so she's like she knows what she's doing as well. <laughs> she's playing the game well. Um, but speaking of Sarah, she is the one yes. to get the one on one, and it says falling in love is full of surprises, and everyone's kind of like woo. Like I think they thought that this was gonna be maybe like that shopping spree date where you get like a ton of stuff and you come home with all these surprises. But this date was also I thought pretty much like <laughs> I'd be really disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> this was my one on one after what Susie had with the yacht and the helicopter. Um, this is the Becca Kufrin hosting a scavenger hunt. That she wasn't really that involved in. She said, like, <laughs> she was like, hey, like, I hope she got paid well to show up for one second. <laughs> right. Literally one second. And I swear to God, when they cut to her listening to Clayton sing, that was filmed like at a different time. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, not they were not the reaction. same shot. Yeah. She's just no. like giving a thumbs up. And <laughs> yes. I was filmed like, yeah, before they like made it anywhere. Like, they weren't even 
they didn't even arrive yet. They're like, let's just get some reaction shots from you. <laughs> exactly. So the first part, why um, they had to strip down to their skivvies, um, but they clearly provided them with these this <laughs> yes. matching set of underwear that they had to wear to run around downtown, this downtown L.A. park and do again. This was like a total quarantine season. I mean, I guess, you know, they can't do like full like public place, like indoor setting still. But this felt like they could have done something more than like what they would have done on a Claire and Tisha season. Yeah, if I'm Sarah, I'm mad that this is my date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the running part. I just like <laughs> I your running part is what got you and not the total public nudity? <laughs> Honestly, yes. Like, okay, I I do not advocate for again forced um like forcing people to do something. Like I hate that trope of like just say yes to things. It's like, right. no, you have the um you know the option to, to say no to anything you'd like, but mm-hmm. um yeah, it on like I'd be fine in my underwear. It was the running. I'd be so out of breath. <laughs> like, it would just be not cute. I would be like, Colton, you A you need to like piggyback me, like you need to hire like a pedal bike. <laughs> like, right. and I'll yeah. hop on the back. Like I just I couldn't. Yeah, like how much support was that underwear providing? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um they also had to sing to like the 10 people that were just happened to be in this park. Um, Sarah clearly you know, outperformed Clayton for this. Like Clayton was sort of like muffled and like, he was clearly like more embarrassed and she um, had a rhyme, you know, like she, like it was cute. Um, the second part of the date, one thing I did like about this, so they went to the Van Gogh exhibit, which seems to be in every city. <laughs> because, yes. um, we have it here and it like never seems to like, it's still around. I'm like, I thought it was like this limited edition thing that I had to go to this past summer. And like, <laughs> people are still going to it. <laughs> so, Also, did they not already do a date here this season? Did they? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like I'm losing it. I feel like oh. I'm re- I've recently seen a date here. They it was on Emily in Paris season one. Oh, that's <laughs> what it was. I just watched Emily in Paris. Yes. That's what it that's was. That's why everybody like wanted to go to this like this past oh, year. Like everyone's God. like, oh, and so I do like that. That this is like a rare case where the bachelor date is like something you would do on a regular date. Although mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you wouldn't have dinner there. There'd be other people there. Um, but it is like a date setting um, and they have their um, conversation. Um, Sarah talks about being adopted and feeling like not very accepted. Um, and yeah, I don't know how I feel about this connection between the two of them. Like I really like Sarah, but I was actually I so, she, she's yeah. just not a lo- I don't know is she a long termer I don't I can't remember the preview I was surprised <laughs> I that she like got the one on one I just didn't see much from yeah her me too I feel like she's too like interesting <laughs> yeah yeah I could see her like maybe top 10 but I don't see her like final four mm-hmm. um oh there was also like a big reaction from Shanae when all the other women were supportive of Sarah getting the state like oh I'm so happy for you and Shanae's the only one that will admit to like not being happy or just not liking um 
that the other women are acting fake, but I think they genuinely were happy for Sarah. I think everyone yeah, really like likes Sinead, her. Like sometimes people like other people. I know it's hard <laughs> for you to understand. But... Yeah, no, Sinead's the only one being real. But then we cut back to the house and this is where we have, I didn't know that we'd have another seafood related scandal <laughs> on the show. It's been a while since scallops from Bachelor in Paradise, but shrimp gate when Elizabeth is making shrimp. Now I am a vegetarian. I do not partake in shrimp. So I'm going to need both of you to like, let me know like what the etiquette is, like how much is a typical serving? I really don't know, but apparently Sinead took like half the, the pan for herself. Yeah, no, you have to, you have to do some shrimp etiquette math. So that's like how many shrimp are present, how many people will be consuming the shrimp. And you have to kind of like balance it out like that. Her, like there's 16 shrimp and she took eight shrimp when there's like 16 people who want to share in on the shrimp is, is no bueno at Christmas Eve. When my aunt puts out a shrimp ring and it's between <laughs> me, my dad, my brother and my uncle. Well, then we each, you know, if it's Fourth, a 25. Right? <laughs> yeah. If we, yeah, we got a quarter of it. We each get a quarter. Um, if it's me alone at home with my shrimp ring, Ethan can have three and I can have the rest of the shrimp. <laughs> ring. I shrimp is one of those things that I. As long as it's in front of me, I would not stop eating it. So you'd be yes. tempted to pull a Shanae, but you would restrain yourself. Yes. I, yeah, no, I would very much be tempted. Um, yeah. And then I also saw she posted her special shrimp recipe oh. on Instagram today. And um, it's the exact way I made my shrimp today. Okay. <laughs> nice. I made some shrimp uh, for, for a soup I was having for lunch. And she like down to the seasoning she used on her shrimp. Like that is how I made my shrimp today. Oh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. That's funny yeah. that she like was kind of a good sport about it. Posting the recipe. Definitely going to check that out because the shrimp looked so effing good. Yeah. If I was there, you're right. Like the shrimp etiquette, it's like you divide it by whoever's there. But I would have been tempted. I would have been like caught by the camera that was, you know, on the ceiling, like looking dead (laughs) into the camera. I was like checking to see if anyone could see me like steal all 15. (laughs) But um, I will like to give her the tiniest bit of credit because. You know, she doesn't deserve that much credit, but she did make more, Mm -hmm. which I thought was like nice. And she did offer it to everyone. So um, I honestly, I totally get being that mad about shrimp. I would have. Yeah. If I was told there was shrimp and then I got to the place where the shrimp allegedly was and there was no longer (laughs) shrimp, I would lose my mind. I love shrimp. I love it. I love it. I love it. I I love it so much. I would eat 500 if I could. I would I would only eat shrimp. I love it that much. Yeah, I think it's so funny too just because it's like we it's so rare that you even see these kind of scenes and yeah, it's been a while since sure. you've been in the mansion yeah. but like that's how much like they want to show like every little thing that Shanae is getting upset about because yeah, she's upset that then she's the one who took the shrimp and then she made more but then Elizabeth didn't like overly thank her or look at her when she <laughs> offered her second like portion of shrimp I don't know so it's just it just kind of like it's just ridiculous so I was enjoying yeah that. I just I I, f- I feel like she's the main character in her own story right yes yes I don't know though as much as I love shrimp I don't know if I would eat it in a hot tub 
That's a fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, however, would. If, if it was presented to me, I don't care where I am. I am eating the shrimp. <laughs> um, so to close out the date, the one-on-one, um, Sarah obviously gets the rose. They had a good connection. Um, was there a private concert or just like instrumental music or something? But it wasn't yeah. anything egregious, at least. No, I love a, I love a, um, a, a string tritet. Yes. Yes. I honestly thought that is way more romantic and I would much prefer that to like a nameless country star. Totally. Uh, so the next and final group date, the date card says loves a beach. And you would think that they were you know, got their like plane tickets to go, you know, to Hawaii or something with how excited they were to go to the beach. <laughs> but it was Gabby, Rachel, Kira, Melina, Lindsay, Sierra, Teddy, Elizabeth and Shanae. And so they're kind of like hanging out at the beach for a while. And then Nicole Eggert from Baywatch pulls up and they seem to know who she was. <laughs> I mean, good for them. I thought it I thought it was Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yeah, I could same. See and I was like, didn't realize she was in Baywatch. Yeah, <laughs> same vibe. Yes, totally. Um, so what did you two think of this date? It was weird. Yes. I <laughs> yes. I just thought like they clipped it. Like, they edited it together well, but I just thought, like, there was, like, how many girls on that day? Like, 12? Watching every single, per- like, 11 people in front of me, like, slow mo <laughs> run down the beach or do the CPR or whatever, like, the sunscreen thing. I, that's so boring. Right. Like, I, it's I don't know. I, totally. And, like, the CPR thing, I would have... Between like full chest compressions, to be honest, like I I'm not making that sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be doing like the staying alive beat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would be singing that. Taking it <laughs> like, very seriously. Yeah. Yes. I will say the end cap of them like rescuing the mannequin from the ocean made me cry laughing. That was so <laughs> funny. That was really cute. Yeah, and like them fighting and then just like giving up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it, Clayton has no personality except in these little end cap <laughs> moments, and I thought him and like Jennifer really, or not Jennifer. Oh my god, what was her oh name? My god, Nicole. Her, him, and Nicole were like really vibed. The way they're just like, I don't, I don't want them to save me. Like I'm not going swimming with any of these women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think they always like these dates where they can get like that montage of like if it's the guys, it's the top gun moment where they're all like coming, like walking along with, you know, the bombers or whatever. And then, um, this, like they're all in the red swimsuit running down the beach in slow-mo. So it's more almost like a date created for the promo for the season. Mm, Good point. And Clayton got a mighty sunburn. Oh yeah. Okay. Did that happen before this date or during this date? Well, I don't know, because he was wearing this tank top that made me feel like that's what was sunburned. Yeah, yeah. That tank top gave me the ick. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. I, yeah, I would have to say that uh, Clayton, it it looked like kind of a bit of an overcast day. And I think maybe Clayton didn't realize Mm. um, 
that he, he, those are the days you really have to wear sunscreen. I've been there where I didn't put on sunscreen because it was cloudy and I got a bad old sunburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gabby wins the extra time, much to Shanae's dismay. So nothing is pleasing Shanae on these days. <laughs> she cannot, like, there is no scenario in which she's thrilled about anything. No. And I think that might be the worst part about her is that she's just like, like there's, there's nothing she enjoys. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think she enjoys Clayton. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pick up on that. <laughs> no. So, yeah. And she doesn't have Cassidy there anymore to kind of like encourage her and, and hype her up. So I think now it's like she's alone. She has no friends there. Yeah. So, um, the after portion of the date, um, this is kind of where Shanae and Elizabeth, the feud resumes. And <laughs> we see it come to a head again. Um, but we also see like kind of one-on-one time with him and Gabby, him and Rachel. Um, again, like Teddy is sort of fading to the background. Yeah, I'm like oh, really yeah. surprised. Yeah, yeah, I was super surprised. I don't think we saw her like once this episode. I know. So I, I don't know. Um, we know in Matt James season, um, Abigail got the first impression rose and then never got a one-on-one and she just kind of faded and was like eliminated and became like this whole like thing that she was really insecure about like when is she going to get that date and then she never even got one I can't see that going that route with Teddy like I hope that's not a move that they try to like do like encourage the no, lead to be like mm, don't it, offer and I, it and I can almost feel like Teddy is the type of person who would bring that up way before Abigail did mm, yeah yeah that's true yeah so um yeah let's get into the shenanigans yeah. with all because she like she's like an infuriating character to me because <laughs> she is so she just has no points whatsoever everything she says is word soup and people are like babe that's not making any sense like please just give me one like truly one example and, and she's just Clayton like no, you're you're me and, and she's like no you're the one like telling Clayton I'm terrible like what is, what are you doing here but yet Clayton puts up with it like he seems to be the only one person validating her and thinking yeah. like encouraging her to like share how she's feeling and taking it seriously when yeah it's what are her complaints like and she I seemed to admit I, that I it was, she was you know making it up this time around or like hyping it up more yeah like her confessionals were very interesting you know i i thought it was um i thought it was something else that you know she was cry she was quote-unquote crying and then all of a sudden she's like but i don't want to talk about this anymore and like not like one millimeter of makeup was out of place Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary. Her weaponizing her tears. Um, not to get super serious, but I was like really thrown off by that. Just her potential for for evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she says in like the confessional, she's like, "I didn't. I was so good. Like I didn't need to cry, but I cried." Yeah. So, and she was like, "I got him. I got him." And you know, I. I, I thought it was interesting that um, Clayton's tweeted a few Clayton, Clayton tweeted mm-hmm. a few things last night that I feel like we really haven't gotten from a lead before. Oh. Um, so he tweeted, oh boy, what I was being told then and what I'm seeing now is like watching two different movies. Mm. And then 
at Batch Please said, oh my God, he believed me. I got him. I was so good. Is Sinead admitting to all of Bachelor Nation that she's lying and playing clean? And then he quote tweeted it and like says oof with like the eye emoji. So, mm. oh, I don't, I, I feel like we've not, we haven't seen that from a lead before where during the season they're like, I'm, I feel not great about this. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it seems like he, again, it's like Shanae coming to him first and he's hearing her out and then he'll pull Elizabeth and bring it up and almost like put it more on Elizabeth to, to be the one to like work it out. And like, it's just like, I just feel so bad for Elizabeth being the one that has to always defend herself against these yeah, strange allegations of just like bullying yeah, that I- we're not seeing. Yeah, and I feel like Clayton really wasn't like believing her, um, and then she was genuinely crying. I I feel like in that instance, I am getting up and leaving and saying, "Listen, Clean, if you are going to believe this woman, a talk to anyone else in the house. I don't want you to like. I'm not trying to sue her, but like talk to anyone else in the house and get an opinion. And also, you're not worth." you know like it's i want i want to be in a relationship with somebody who's on my side and i don't need somebody who's blindly on my side even when i'm wrong but i i I need somebody who's like willing to believe me or like Mm -hmm. you know think well of me so if you're automatically willing to believe what shanae is saying again then i don't think that you're the right person for me and i'm leaving right yeah i do feel so bad for elizabeth and you're totally right like she should leave and she like i would be taking the hints being like okay he's like not carving out extra time to talk about like real stuff it's only just the shame stuff and he's not making an effort outside of that to get to know me so like I would for sure leave but I do feel so bad like just she's basically watching her chances like go down the drain um and it seemingly was like she was picked out of out at random by Shanae to kind of like target so yeah yeah I just feel so bad she's like asking really calmly for you know concrete examples of what she did and I I do believe, Shanae, that, like, the girls are probably giving her a cold shoulder, but it's, like, because of your own action, it's not like Elizabeth is rounding up the troops to, to like, bully you. Right. Yeah, and then there was even, like, a little bit of a scene. Like, we didn't see the talk, but then there was Lindsay, who comes away from her talk with Clayton, saying that, you know, that's what their conversation was about, that she's bullied Shanae, too. So. What? Yeah. Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, the I just next next episode more shrimp, more Shanae, and like I might have to fast forward. <laughs> right, right. Um, so Gabby is the one to get the group date rose. Um, they had a little moment like that he really likes seeing her silly side, and then she kind of joked, "Well, that's like my only side," or you know, <laughs> for the most part. So I'm I'm liking Gabby. Me too. I'm very much me too. Me too. She's one of my, I don't think she again is like going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Clayton, I don't know, prefers like some, someone that's more like sexy. Like he literally called her quirky, Mm. which I took as like an insult. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe he was being generous, um, genuine, but like, I, yeah, I don't think she's long for this world, but I really like her. She'll, she'll be really fun on paradise. 
For sure. Yeah, I feel like his definition of quirky is like someone who's not even that quirky. Like, but that's just not something that I see him <laughs> yeah. choosing. So that's such a good point. Like, if Gabby is quirky, like, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, So we do not get a rose ceremony. We get a cliffhanger. Um, It's Clayton kind of leaving the group. He's frustrated and says like, um, like about the situation. And so, and then he wants to resolve it and that he's going to address it in the house prior to the rose ceremony. So you think um, we're going to get a weird two on one? That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. So um, Tori, like some of these, like, past couple seasons they've done like a two-on-one that's not actual like a date card or anything it's just like meet me like prior to the rose ceremony like in the lounge and there'll be like the two you know affected people and they talk it out and usually only one person continues on or sometimes both of them will leave right so i could see them doing this and i could see shanae making it through (laughs) so i don't know Oh no. Yeah, I could see that too. Cause like, again, he just like obviously doesn't have any interest in Elizabeth other than like platonic friendship. Right. Yeah. I could see it being one of those things where it's like he can't really progress his relationship with her anymore. So, like, well, I guess, you know, I'm not seeing her that way anymore. So, um, and especially if he's tweeting like oof about Shanae, like if she progresses yeah. more. Yeah, maybe he's saving his bacon for next week when she moves on. <laughs> right. So um, let's get into some questions from the audience. Um, and this is from George, so who manages our draft. And he's added some like bonus questions um, to help us along on our draft because our draft teams were chosen randomly this year. Mm-hmm. Um he says, hi, ladies. After the show, my wife questioned if Shanae might be a plant by production. My question is, which is more likely production place someone in the house to intentionally cause drama or we are seeing Shanae's actual personality? I think this is Shanae. I don't think she's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that this is Shanae, but I also totally can see the Bachelor pr- production plant people. Mm-hmm. Um, like even the Sally thing, not that mm. she did anything negative, but like even that seemed kind of just like for some uh, one episode like drama. So, yeah, great question. Yeah, even if it's not so much like the person might not know that they're a plant, but the casting, <laughs> yes. you know, and their own producers know like this is I want this person to do this thing on the show yes Um, they know that they're not matching them with the lead um so these are the points we guessed last week Haley. um bonus points review from last week amy correctly guessed that clayton would take back Cassidy to rose and also was right saying gabby would get a group date rose Haley correctly guessed tessa going home for two points but can you believe the other five guesses of who we thought were going home i was so sure we got it like nailed them all we're wrong (laughs) um no one guessed sarah getting the one-on-one date and you both correctly guessed there would be no one else leaving um Haley got three bonus points amy received nine and now our questions for next week time for more bonus points the one-on-one date this week was a scavenger hunt for five points what will next week's one-on-one date activity be Ooh, um let's go with like a like a a zoo or like horseback riding or some sort of like animal. Okay. And Tori, you can have an answer. And if you get it correct, it can go to the listeners team. 
Oh, I love that. Um, does saying just like a date with a hot tub count? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it does. Okay. Yeah. okay. We like, yeah, we got a little bit of hot tub action this episode, but the women, yeah. there's been a severe lack of hot mm. tubs. So yeah, maybe a romantic hot tub in the middle of like a field or a forest or a football (laughs) stadium or whatever. Okay. So I will do like some sort of like climbing a building kind of thrill or like Mm. scaling, you know, something like in LA that they can do. That's sort of like the daredevil date. Okay. For five points, name one person to not get a rose at the next rose ceremony. Okay. Tori, you can go first. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pull up my cast list. All right, Haley. Um, yeah, you <laughs> go first, thinking. Haley. I'm going to look at the pictures. I'm going to go with Melina. Melina, okay. Oh, that's sad. I know, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to say Lindsay W. Mm. That's a great, I think, I, yeah, I feel like we've gotten some, like, confession from her, but I don't feel like she's staying. Right. Like, I, she was my, she was the one I was kind of um, tempted to go with. Yeah. Okay. I'm torn between two. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Jill, but I, I'm tempted to do Hunter just because I'm like, what does Shanae know that like, she's <laughs> not long for this one either? Um, but I'll say Jill. Okay, for the next two questions, if you have different answers, whoever's correct gets five points. If you both answer the same and are correct, you both get five points. But if you both are wrong, the listeners get five points. Okay. Um, for five points, in the preview for next week, we saw a group date will include the Bachelor Bowl football game. Who will win, the blue team or purple team? Okay, Lee, who do you have? I'm going with purple. Okay. Um, I'll say blue. All right. Nice. For five points, will we see a two-on-one date? At some point this season. Okay. Now I need some clarity. Yeah, so if they just mean... do like that weird two-on-one like clear up, does that count as a two-on-one date? Or are we looking for like a traditional two-on-one date? I think let's say a traditional two-on-one date. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't think we will either. They haven't done it in a while. And yeah, I don't, it won't count if it's just like at a, before a rose ceremony. All right. As always, thanks for the fun podcast, George. All right. Thank you, George. Um, <laughs> Alex Trias asks, shrimp etiquette and why was it broken here? <laughs> because Sinead took too many shrimp for how many shrimp were there and how many other people wanted shrimp. It's simple. It's very simple. <laughs> yes. But okay. also one other thing, not again in Sinead's defense, but why did um, Elizabeth only cook 15 when there was like another pack? I don't know. That is also perplexing True. too. <laughs> um, Kelly Van Valkenberg. I don't know how much longer I can take the Shanae versus Elizabeth. It's exhausting to watch. Is this the new Bachelor Bachelorette normal? Throwing the trophy felt very reminiscent to throwing the jacket in the pool. Oh, I forgot about the trophy moment. Yeah, I do. Mm. I do feel like they need this. I don't know. I, like the villain and like the pick on every season now. And I'm, I'm also not super loving it. Gotta say. <laughs> yeah yeah and it comes in waves like since it's so early on I feel like we get this kind of petty drama and then it moves into I don't know maybe something more serious or just more about the relationships but I feel like this is pretty status quo but yeah I'm I'm not loving it either yeah and I think it is kind of the new normal because they 
are also casting for paradise and they have to have these like silly feuds at the beginning. Like we can already almost see that like montage mm-hmm. <laughs> this summer of, you know, she's going to have a plate of shrimp or something. And then yeah. like, she'll be like taking it you know, or something. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then Kelly also wants to know, is it sanitary to wear your thong in a group kitchen and take all the shrimp? I'm more concerned with her cooking in the thong than um, taking the shrimp in the thong, mostly because if you're using some sort of like butter or oil to do like a shallow fry or even just like a pan sear, be worried about it like popping back at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, getting that. Don't get that um, ambulance scene coming. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like. <laughs> um, Justin Feinberg. King of finding things that we forgot to bring up in the episode. And so it gives us the opportunity to talk about it now. Did you notice that Jesse Palmer never directly answered the question of whether or not anyone has ever taken back a rose before? How panicked do you think Jesse was in that moment when he clearly did not know the correct answer to Clayton's question? (laughs) And how big of a sigh of relief did Jesse let off once Clayton let him off the hook by accepting his, it's your show, do what you want answer? Yeah, he did feel it did feel like a little bit of a nervous energy coming from him when he didn't really know the answer. But does he not have an earpiece being like, no, this has never happened before. Then I heard that it had happened like way, way, way back when. Um, So, yeah, I think. Yeah, (laughs) he did look very panicked and he did kind of like steer it like there are no rules here. And it's like, but there are rules, right? Like the whole show is rules. So, yeah, that is so frustrating to me when he was like, there's no rules. But then when Clayton's giving out roses, he's like, yeah, I didn't get to talk to everyone. It's like, right. we'll change the rules. <laughs> like, exactly. there, are, there are none. Yes. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tori, do you have any burning thoughts about Jesse Palmer overall as the new host? Um, I have enjoyed him so far. It like when I first <laughs> when I first watched the season premiere, it felt like 2006 in like the worst way yeah. possible. <laughs> like, oh my god! But I like the type of host that's like omnipresent, but like you, they're like a fly on the wall. Like you don't mm-hmm. notice them in the. Mm-hmm. They don't detract from the show at all. They're just like kind of there. And I think he does a good job of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can see him connecting with um, the bachelors a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, He seems to have a relationship like Ben had with Chris and like those type of people. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm very, very neutral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Um, Justin Feinberg also wants to know if Sarah had underwear on underneath her dress would producers have let her walk around downtown LA in a thong or was she doomed no matter what to wear underwear given to her by a television show that leans into sex and sex jokes is there anyone you'd less want to borrow underwear from than Bachelor producers yeah this is clearly not her underwear because when she put her dress back on it had the thinnest strap in that underwear <laughs> I mean it looked very comfortable and I wish I had like that set Me um, too. there's just no way that she personally owned that until now mm-hmm. now she mm-hmm. owns it now it's hers right <laughs> yeah and like she would definitely have to wear like flesh colored underwear it was because it was like a light colored dress so yeah it was definitely set up but I just I know that this has probably been talked to death. I just don't get the point of, you know, like this, this forced um, stripping, but it's such a bachelor trope at this point. It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then Susie Ann, what if Clayton was a gym teacher instead of the bachelor? Would that, wouldn't that be a much better use of all of our time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> um, Haley, do you have any takes from Doug for this episode? I do. Let me pull my little telephone out. <laughs> okay. I've been watching the show, The Americans, and I think The Bachelor could really be spiced up if at least one of the contestants was a Russian spy. Imagine <laughs> Shanae was saying all of her stupid shit, and then she was just shipped off to Moscow. Well, speaking of spies, um, Jesse Palmer's season, he had a spy. It was like his friend's wife was a contestant yeah. on the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and she like pretended to be a contestant, but was getting like intel. Right. <laughs> How have they never heard this before? And why haven't they done this again? Like, that seems like... I know. No brainer. It's so funny. I do wish that there was, like, an America's Favorite Player or something. <laughs> on show. That would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it would totally be, like, not a favorite player, but, yeah, the saboteur. They could have Shanae's, like, already doing that, so... <laughs> yes, exactly. But, like, we could vote on the things that... You know, if she had to say to The Bachelor or something, that'd be so fun. Right. Um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Haley. I'm sorry. I thought I was like, I, <laughs> I was like am yeah, I pointing these out? No. Take. <laughs> um, is it wrong to think that the season could move a lot faster if Clayton just decided to keep everyone from the first group day and then send everyone else home? On that note, did I miss the boat in the hood? Boat in a hood first or second date strategy being to dig into the deepest traumas of your past in a group setting. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you rather go on a first date in your underwear purchased for you by an intern or spend that entire first date <laughs> running to a series of meaningless locations? <laughs> I think I'd rather run to meaningless locations. Mm-hmm. I, just no. don't think, I just don't think they'd buy the right size of underwear for me. <laughs> this is actually has me thinking like yeah if they send out an intern then were they pissed at the intern for getting like comfortable underwear and they're like no we wanted like something yes. way skimpier we wanted to black or I wonder if they were like we need we need somebody like a pair of underwear that fully covers the bottom because our like black box person is out with COVID right now oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't like that like super scandalous so that was that was not that bad right uh, is it really necessary for us to hear the kissing noises? Couldn't they have just pumped in more music from that nameless string quartet who were way more <laughs> exciting than Tennille Arts? <laughs> Not the nameless string quartet. Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of comments about the audio being like, did they get a new audio person? Because it just seems a little more glaring now. Or is it just how Clayton is kissing? Maybe it's, it's just how he's kissing. Yeah, it's totally him. It's the even the smiling. <laughs> you can hear it. It's like I uh. swear. Um, imagine for a moment that you have the opportunity to do a date that could, against the odds, actually benefit people by teaching basic CPR. Good. Now let's shit all over that by bringing in an actress who is not by <laughs> any way certified to objectify the contestants instead. Yeah, that was so funny when they were like, Nicole is a lifeguard, so we're going to like and I was like, just wait, no, she's an actress that played a lifeguard. But 
Yeah. Also with the SP, um, SPF, like that's, <laughs> that's some great education that a lot of people need to learn. So including yeah. Clayton, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It could have been a lot of learning happening on this episode. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't it be really warm to wear a hoodie and a sport coat? I am now intrigued and plan to probably unsuccessfully try this look at some point. Um, perhaps it will be the tipping point that gets me into VIP Canada, which is casting again. This yeah, is a staple look. I mean, this is like, I feel like Jordan Rogers had this look. Mm. On, I think it goes back a while. Yeah. Yeah. It is a staple look. So I'm, I'm sorry for alienating, alienating like, I don't know, maybe like 30% of you are the listeners, but I don't know if anybody is actively doing this. Like okay, that good. listens to us. <laughs> okay. Love that. It does seem like, it seems like something like, okay, you're, you're doing like the work at home leisure wear, you know, the athleisure, mm-hmm. but then yeah. you're like, wait, I got to hop on a zoom. So I'm going to throw this place. Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so bad. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And that's it. That's it from Doug. All right. Well, um, we have our draft results. Um, So as mentioned, this was a random team selection because, uh, Tori, we saw that like season preview where it seemed like they were spoiling Mm -hmm. the final Mm -hmm. three. Maybe they weren't, but we don't. You know, we don't trust these producers to like not do that. So (laughs) (laughs) we didn't think it would be fair. So um, to do a draft like as if we didn't see that preview so um but Haley, you are in the lead with 71 <gasps> what yes <Yeah>. <laughs> losing two but holding on to your top six picks um and then the listeners are in second with 60 also losing two but seven picks left and amy is in third with 56 and six picks remaining so let's take a look here um Haley, you have gabby so i'm sure she earned you a lot of points um who has Shanae, the listeners? Okay. Um, I have Susie. Feeling good about her. Oh, Haley, you also have Eliza. So, yeah, I can nice. see how you catapulted into the lead. All right. This was so much fun, Tori. I would love for you to tell everybody about all the things that you're being petty about. You know, recently <laughs> you've done Elaine Paris. Like, mm-hmm. you have other things that I'm like, is there a podcast about this? I need to find it. Oh, Tori's got it. Tori's covered it. <laughs> okay, that's like so nice because I feel like I'm, I don't know, um, unreliable podcast. <laughs> like I, I appreciate that. But yeah, the Sex talking... in the City reboot. Like it's just yes, like all the yes. stuff that I'm like, okay, there's someone else watching this. <laughs> yes, yes. If it's on TV, I'm watching. It. <laughs> uh, I I cover pop culture, entertainment news celebrity gossip, blind items, like all of that really fun, juicy, petty um, stuff on Ready to be Petty, which you can find wherever podcasts are found. And my socials are at RTBP podcast. And I would love to continue talking about this bachelor season because, yeah, as I mentioned at the beginning, I actually think I will continue to watch, which... I think it's a big commitment. So, <laughs> but we believe in you. Was it the cliffhanger that really, uh, really yes, held yes. on to you, dragged you in? No, that was like the one thing that I was like, "Are you sure, Tori? <laughs> 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 Do you really want to commit to this?" But I think I'm actually going to commit to it. 
Well, that'd be exciting. One by one, we're getting people to tune into the show, Haley. Yeah. Because people are not excited about this season. So, no, they we'll weren't. No. It, yeah, we've been slowly like ma- forcing our friends into watching this in hopes that they just keep watching. Yeah. Speaking of friends, we there's a new podcast over on the reality TV wrap ups network called Pod Friends, hosted by uh, former guest of this here podcast, Matt Scott. Um, and he talks to he talks to other people in the RHAP community, which is fun and dandy. Um, our BFF of the podcast, Mari, was just on it. So mm-hmm. check that out. Also, where you listen to podcasts. Yeah, super fun. All right, Tori, um, where can people find you if they want to keep up with the podcast or and on social media? Yes, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RTBP Podcast. Awesome. And Haley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. You can check out my bookstagram. Um, what's it called? The Strong Library. Um, and you know what? I've been posting on TikTok lately. I don't know what my handle is. Just search me. You'll find me. I'm not that hard to find, I don't think. It finally happened. It finally nice. happened. I love it. God, I love it. Oh, that's good. Okay, maybe I'm going to follow you and then hopefully get inspo to start my own. Ooh. Yeah, I need to I, I need to hone the content because I feel like I'm much better in like the spoken word rather than like the video word. Mm. So really, is it that much different? It's like micro podcasting. <laughs> so maybe I can just get into it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like the new thing I see with like Bachelor stuff is people are like, like they're green screening like clips of like what's going on. Like they'll break down like the Marissa and Riley breakup or something. Yeah. Yes. Do you think they actually own a green screen? I don't know. How do they do it? I'm sure it's no, green. No, the filter. A filter. Oh. Yes, it's on TikTok. That's how everyone can oh, do it. Oh, okay. Mm. I was like, how do all these people own a green screen? How are they up and running so fast? Like, no, literally. The green screen industry is pumping. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I feel so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like how do everybody has this, like cat nose and cat ears and you yeah. know, everyone have yeah. makeup all the time yeah so you can find me on twitter at rhap recapper and thanks for listening bye bye, bye. bye.